This is Dolphin Financial Radio, a show about planning your retirement. When you are young, financial decisions are easy. You aren't worried too much about the future, and you know you have plenty of time on your side. However, as you get older, the financial decisions get more difficult. Eventually, you reach the age where you face decisions about employment, home buying, raising a family, and college planning. Your financial success is often determined by how you handle the many curveballs thrown your way and by how much you are saving for retirement. Before you know it, you are within 10 years, five years, and then one year of retiring. At this point, you'll be facing new and different financial challenges. You'll worry if you have enough money to last through retirement. You'll be concerned about healthcare and longevity. You'll want to make sure your retirement is everything you always dreamed it would be. These are the retirement challenges that we will address each week on this show. Regardless of how far you are from retirement, it's time to listen in as we begin another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio with me, Dan Wendell from the Dolphin Financial Group. Right here alongside me is Tony Shore, looking dapper, looking happy. Tony, today we're going to talk about a topic which is probably near and dear to your heart. And the title of today's podcast is When You Don't Have Enough. And, I, and well, I'm referring to money. I'm referring to well, money here. When you don't, when you have, don't enough. have enough money. Uh, yeah, when you don't have enough pizza. No, uh, that would be a whole different money. show. Yeah. And because yeah. we focus on retirement, we're going to talk about people that say, hey, I want to retire but they just don't have enough. But now, why did you say this topic is near and dear to my heart? You don't have enough money. Oh, that's right. I work in radio. So, of course, I, I don't have enough money. Right, right. It's true. So, I'm, <laughs> we're just, I'm, we're, we're being honest here. <laughs> <laughs> ah, radio. You know, we should do a show on uh, careers, uh, uh, my ability to find careers that are dying and don't pay good money. <laughs> I went from uh, radio to the music industry, working for record companies, to the print industry, doing media packaging for record companies, Wow! and, and back to radio. But uh, the whole time I did radio while I was doing those other things as well, but wow. Yeah, I've, I can pick them, can't I? Yes, you can. You know, you should get into um, repair, typewriter repair. <laughs> That's one I missed. Yeah. Uh, I haven't worked for, I could have worked for a newspaper or in typewriter repair. There you go. Or, or for, or for a large retailer like uh, brick and mortar, like Sears <laughs> or JC Penney. But no, um, yeah, I, I picked dying careers, I admit, but radio is a lot of fun. And now podcasts. I love doing go. podcasts, I love audio it. books. That's nice. Uh, this is so nice. I found a niche. Now we're, now we're, Around the world, you don't even have to be local to hear our station. You could subscribe to the podcast and go on vacation and listen to us. How's yeah, that? That's awesome. You know, by the way, you've already failed the first test of today's show. What's Gra that? Grasshopper. You're supposed to, you know, the proper answer is when I say, you know, when you don't have enough, you know what you're supposed to say. What? There's never enough. We've done There's shows on that, enough. right? Oh, that's true. There is never enough. How much is enough? That's the question, right? Yeah, we did a show on that. I think it was called How Much Is Enough? Or, right? How much do you need to Are retire? Are we repeating ourselves? What? No, I'm going to talk no. about when you don't have enough. See, which which no one does, right? No. Uh, truthfully, I have clients that make more that have make more in a year than other um than uh, other clients make in 10 years. You know, wow. so but then no one has enough, right? <laughs> 
they're never happy. We talk about that all the time, but I want to yeah. talk specifically about not having enough money to retire. And I'm not going to just throw a blanket number out there because that's obviously not how you do it, but it all no. starts with income. So that really right. comes down to not having enough income. Right. And so this show is about what to do when you don't have enough. What if you don't have enough money to retire when you want to? That's, that's it. The, that's what we're talking about, right? Well, and I want to get a little, I'm going to get into it a little bit because really what do we, what do we, what's my purpose as a financial planner? What's the goal here is to help people retire and how do you do it? And, and how do you know whether or not you have enough? So that's, that's where we'll start and we'll see where it takes us. What do you say? I think that's a great place to start because I think from talking to you and doing the show over the years and meeting with other people in my own situation, I don't think people know what they need uh, and they don't know if they have enough to retire or not. That's right. And I say this all the time when you go to the grocery store, let's say you go to Publix and you um, you want to buy dinner for the night and maybe, you know, food for the next three days. So we're talking about how many pizzas is that, Tony? Four? So... <laughs> When you go to pay, what do you do? What what do they ask you for? Cash or credit, right? Right. So I think they accept checks. I don't see many people writing checks anymore. No. But they'll accept a check. Um, Most places won't, but uh, Publix will. But it's all they all want money, right? You're not right. going to say, hey, you know, I'll, uh, I'll let me give you a little song and dance. The kids that went trick or treating this, then no one gave me a trick. They all just demanded candy, you know. So yep. gone are the days of bartering. So really, it comes down to you need income. You need money, right? So that's where we start when we're going to retire. So the first thing we do is say, you know, what what do you what do you want to do in retirement? What does it go? What what do you need, right? So we we gone through shows on that, and I, I urge you if you if you at that point and you don't know how much money you need, listen listen to some of the other podcasts. But but in general, when I meet with someone, I start with income. So we start with Social Security always. Um, a lot of people. Uh, most people have it. I've run into a few people that just don't have social security. That's another topic for another day. We'll throw in the pension if they have one. And then basically we'll say, how much money do you need to live? What are you trying to accomplish? And that's really where people get hung up. You know, what, what I don't know what I want to do in retirement. Well, how am I supposed to help you get there if you don't know where we're going? Right. right. But a lot of people do say, you know, I, I need, I need $5,000 a month, right? That, you know, something like that. They'll throw a number out there. We'll get to that number in any way possible. And it might take time to get to that number. But once they know they need $5,000 a month, then we look at Social Security. Okay, between the two of you, you're going to get 3000 You don't have a pension, so we're short $2,000 a month, right? right? Simple math, right? So there's an income gap. So that's the first thing you do is say, all right, what's the gap between what we need to live the way we want to in retirement and what we're bringing in? Simple so far, right? right. So, so the next step is well, really- sounds easy. Well, it right. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people can't get there. A lot of people can't even get to that point because they right. never came up with a budget. They never thought right. about, they don't even know what retirement is because it's scary. You don't even know. And the traditional retirement is kind of going out the window. I think more and more people are trying semi-retirement, but either way, you still need income. So that much we can understand. And if you don't have enough income coming in, especially when you retire and don't have that paycheck, you got to generate income from somewhere else. So to solve the income gap, you're supposed to take your savings and invest it to solve the income gap. And there's a lot of different ways to do that. But the key is you not only have to solve the income gap now, I need $2,000 a month now, how do I do it? But I'm also gonna need $2,000 a month next month and then the following year and then 10 years from now. 
And that's a little different. Solving a $2,000 a month need now today is different than solving for one 10 years from now because you're going to need more than 10, 10, uh, 2000 a month, right? 10 years from now? Right. Oh, yeah. Why? Uh-oh. Do, 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 Why? Do, do. Why do you need more than 2000 a month 10 years from now? Because of inflation? Yes. Don't, don't, add. that was so, you know the answer. You, well, you, yeah. I threw you on the spot, but you, you, because of inflation? Yes. yes. Well, uh, you, you usually like to try to trick. Me. I do. That's true. You see, you're good, good so at this. So I'm, I'm hesitant even in yeah. the obvious. Two plus two. What's two plus two, Tony? A duck. Uh, four? I, I hope. I hope. Right. That's good. But um, in reality, we're looking at solving for an income gap now, and we have to add inflation in the future. Because a 2000 a month solving now is going to be short down the road just because yeah. purchasing power. And we're going to start yeah. seeing that play out in retirement. That's something people don't really think about while they're working because they usually get a raise. So you got to give yourself a raise in retirement too. But anyway, so now we're at the point where you say, okay, I need 2000 a month now and I need to factor in inflation. So what do I do? Again, getting to this point is a little bit of work. And sometimes people need to hire someone to do that. This is what I do. But then you got to take it to the next step. And that is what assets do you have and how can those assets be efficiently used to generate that income? And so there's a whole nother st step of the process is creating an income plan. You know, we can, and there's a lot of different ways to do this. You can invest in all sorts of things to generate income. And, you know, traditionally it's stocks and bonds, but you could do real estate and you can do annuities and you can do, um, you could do private equity deals, you know, like with the, which is highly risky, but again, some people are good at that. So there's a lot of different ways to do this. And the goal is to generate enough income to live in retirement. So this is where it gets interesting. And this is where today's topic kind of gets into play. My job and, and the way I approach it is a little differently than a lot of other advisors, especially because I focus on retirement, is I say, how much do you need for income? Okay, and how are we going to generate it? And I will try and generate that income as efficiently as possible with the least amount of risk as possible. That being said, I still want to know what people's risk tolerance are. So if a client of mine says, I'm super risky and I want to go for it, and my income plan says, well, we don't need to take that much risk, there's a difference there, and we have to correct for it. Is it okay to have a difference? See, here's where the problem lies. You have to um, assume you're going to have some sort of investments, and you have to create the income from those investments. Well, what if you don't have enough? What if I, what if you, Tony, come to me and say, I want to retire next year and you, and I say, all right, well, how much do you need? And you say, I need $3,000 a month. And, um, I say, well, what do we got for social security? You say, I'm, I'm, I don't have it. I'm too young. So now we have to generate 3000 a month. And if you say here, I got $40,000 in savings right away, you can see that's a problem because yeah. you, you know, you're looking at one or two years, right? Um, you're in trouble. So what do we do? What do you do at that point? That's, this is the question. If you don't have enough money to generate the income you need, what do we do? And, and this happens. People come to me and say, I want to retire. Here's what I have. Here's what I need. 
here are my goals. And I have to go back and say to them, you can't retire, which is a tough thing to tell somebody <laughs> because trust me, they're not coming to me when they don't want to retire. They're not saying, oh, you know, I really don't want to retire, but I want to meet with you. So let's, you know, tell me I can't you know, <laughs> prove me wrong. I want to retire. Prove me wrong. Most people want to retire. And so when I have to say, yeah, you don't have enough, that that really hurts. Uh, but I'll be honest with you. The people that don't have enough to retire kind of know it. They know they don't. And they say, all right, we're going to have to work. I'm going to have to keep working. And then the question then becomes, well, what, how long do I have to work? How much longer do I have to go through this grind of, of, of doing podcasts with, I mean, um, of working at the factory before it gets to a point where I, I can then retire. So that's a different conversation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. I, I think that's a good point though. Uh, you know, when we, think about retirement. The problem is we don't think about retirement as right. soon as we should. And then that's part of the reason we're, we're not prepared because we haven't thought about it. And so we get to the point, yeah, I want to retire now. Oh, wait, do I have enough? <laughs> right. And, and you have to, you have to be willing to have that conversation earlier because it makes life easier later because it's a lot easier for me to tell you, Tony, Hey, you can't retire this year because you know that you kind of inherently know that. You need to continue to work to build up assets. But if if you're 65 years old, you're going on Medicare and you say, I'm done with work. I've worked for, you know, I've worked for 50 years of my life. I, my first job when I was 15, I'm done. Um, that is a good time to start looking at the plans you made five years ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't want to just jump into retirement. You want to start thinking ahead because yeah. the conversation is a lot easier if you've done some legwork. Uh, but in reality, <clears throat> a lot of people that don't have the assets realize it and they continue to work. Right. A lot of times they don't want to come talk to me because they're afraid to hear the news from a professional. Right. But I, I would be in that category. I'm like, um, Ooh, uh, I don't know if I want to open up this wound right now. Yeah. Yeah. And people avoid it. Yeah. But then, then there's a different group of people now. So, so that's kind of rare and that, that happens. And, yeah. and I can deal with that, but there's another problem <clears throat> that people face is that they do have enough to retire, but they don't like the strategy to get there. It doesn't match their risk tolerance. So uh -huh. here's the case in point. You need $2,000 a month. <clears throat> and in order for me to generate that $2,000 a month, we're going to have to go in a portfolio, which has significant amount of risk. We'll call it moderately aggressive risk, something that a traditional 40-year-old might be comfortable with. But now you're 63 years old and you're like, you know what? I really don't like risk. And that's another thing we do is we we determine your risk tolerance as part of this process. But um, here's where the problem would come up is if you said, you know what? I'm really conservative. I don't like to lose. And if I do lose, I'm going to panic. And yeah. a lot of people will admit that sometimes I'll know that they'll panic based on the way they're, the conversation's going, especially once I get a client, you know, working with them over a course of a year, I see how they react to different market. Like we had this October, terrible October in the stock market, right? That was a good chance for me to get a better feel for the clients that were new, the clients that I've had for less than a year. I saw how they reacted to that and it gave me a better idea, right? How are we going to adjust their plans going forward? But if you said to me, 
Dan, I can't lose money. I'll freak out. I mean, this this stuff I've had was passed down from my grandfather, this pool of money. I can't lose it. And in order for you to retire, we need to actually invest it aggressively. So you have enough technically, right? We, we, we can make a legitimate plan with a level of risk that um, would work for an average person. But if you're super conservative, what do you do then? What do you do at that point when the portfolio designed to generate that income doesn't match your, your just comfort level with risk? This is a big problem. Yeah. And so what would you do, Tony? Um, I mean, it's tough for you to say because you, you're not close to retirement yet. But let's assume you wanted to retire. And I said, yeah, we could do it. You're just going to have to you have to take a, sh- a little bit of a shot here. Um, there's a chance that we can we can run out here. There's a chance. But you have to be willing to stomach the stock market up and downs. I know you. You're you're not a risky guy. So no. how would you respond to that? What would you think? What would you do? I would, be, I would be number one, I'd be hesitant. But if I knew long term that it could work out, um, if but if it was tied to the stock market, if I knew there was a chance because of something risky like the stock market that I could lose everything or not have enough money, I'd say no way. Right. So then what would you do? Would you I mean, OK, so I you go to the financial planner. Yeah. Hopefully you're dealing with someone that does more than just investments. They, they actually talk right. to you about, you know. Right. Healthcare and retirement issues. Right. And they say, or, yeah, or tell me, money options. Maybe. Um, your risk tolerance is a four out of 10. This portfolio is a 7.5 out of 10 in terms of risk. Mm-hmm. And you say, I'm not comfortable with it. Then, then what? I mean, what's your next play? And what's well, my next have, play as an advisor? Uh, then you have to keep working. Okay. So you're just like, I'm not going to retire. I'm going to keep well, working. Well, that's one, that's one option. That I'd is. Have to weigh, I'd have to weigh it. I mean, it's just throwing me into a pretty big situation there that I haven't given a ton of thought to. But yeah, I would say, I would say no, I need a better option. Right. Uh, there's got to be a net, either there's another strategy that would allow me to retire or uh, I take the risk and retire or I keep working. Aren't those my only three options? That's right. Well, so it comes down to, well, here's another option. You you change your actual goal you change your income need here's Ah, right so it it, you can change your risk tolerance but people have a really tough time oh i'm super conservative but i'll take the chance and i have clients that let's just say they have a million dollars total they'll take nine hundred thousand of it and they'll squirrel it away under their pillow okay and then they'll take a hundred thousand and they'll throw it in the market and they have enough income to last them for 120 years of retirement but they lose that hundred thousand in the stock market. They don't even lose the hundred thousand. They that hundred thousand in the stock market goes from a hundred to ninety. They lose ten percent. They're up in arms. They can't tolerate that risk, right? And so that's an extreme example of someone that can actually afford the risk but doesn't want it. And so why take it? But in your case, you, you I'm suggesting you're going to have to take the risk in order to retire. So you can either change your comfort level at risk, which is really tough to do, you know, change, change your attitude right. about risk, Tony. Uh, well, you know, no. Right. Yeah. We could change the investment portfolio. But what I'm saying is the and my my default strategy is to try and take as least amount of risk as possible. And if right. I'm telling you the least amount of risk possible puts you at a high risk portfolio, then you know you got a risky portfolio. Um, you, 
you might want to change the amount of income you need. And this is what people do. Yeah. They they'll look for an alternative source of income. So they'll work right. part time in retirement or they'll just say, all right, I said I needed three grand a month. I'll go with twenty five hundred. Oh, wow. Right. I mean, yeah. it happens. Yeah. And and, you know, this is what grandparents did in the Depression. Right. All right. Well, you know, we're, we're out of work. We're going to make do. Yeah. You know, one slice of bread each. You know, yeah, but we don't want to have to just make do. I, I think uh, it depends on, uh, there's so many factors that come into that decision, though, uh, like my health. You mm-hmm. know? Exactly. Am I healthy enough to keep working for a long time? If I felt like I did today, you know, then I would say, no, I'm going to keep working right. uh, and save up more and then have a more comfortable retirement or just, or maybe work part time. I would look for a strategy, but I think I would be tempted to look for a way to make it happen without taking as much risk. And maybe that's cutting back a little bit. You're right. You know, and that's just it. So you, 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 it, I, I put you in a really tough spot and it's such a complex scenario that it's so hard to give an answer. And I understand that, but you're right. You, you nailed it on the head when you said, um, either you, you, you keep working, you, you find more assets, you know, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, you wait for grandpa to die or something. Right. Uh-huh. And hope, right. The, the, I have, I know people that do that. They're waiting, they're waiting for oh. an inheritance. I mean, it's a strategy. Um, you deal with it, you suck it up and say, all right, I'll take the risk, Dan. I'm not happy about it, but I'm going to take the risk. And you know what? Those are the toughest clients for me to accept. Those are the, because those are the ones that for lack of a better word, give me the most problems. Right. You know, because because then when there is a problem or the market takes a dip because of, you know, after the midterms or, you know, if the market takes a dip for some reason, uh, then all of a sudden you've got clients that are like, oh, we don't have enough. Right. And as much as I'll say, hey, look, and remember, we talked about this. We talked about how you don't have enough. We have to take this risk in the long term. It'll work out and that kind of thing. That's all noise. You know, that's easily forgotten. And yeah. when you're in the moment, that's when panic strikes. And this is my job. That, and for those people, that's where I really have to become that that behavioral coach and stop sure. stop the madness. And so stop when them. you when you're faced though with that decision, uh, as far as you know, having your clients make a decision, hey, if you really want to retire now, you're going to have to either take a lot more risk or uh, use a lot less money. Um, how do you help people with that? I mean, they have <clears> to make the decision, I suppose, but. I would think one way you do it is to provide them with as much options as early on as possible, right? Right. So to be blunt, sometimes I'll just say, I can't help you. And I won't take them on as a client. And I'll, and I'll be honest with them and say, listen, you know, we, we might be able to squeeze it out this way, but I, I just am afraid that it may not work. And, and I don't want to be responsible for that. I think your best bet is to is to keep working, right? So that that happens. Um, a lot of times, people will just shop around for someone that will tell them the answer they want to hear. You know, they'll find an advisor that'll make it sound less bleak or less honest, or or just straight up, you know, give them the answer that they want to hear instead of the one that they need to hear. But you're right. My strategy is to give them as many options as possible. You know, the pension idea. Is is you know you you made that joke which I absolutely love. It's gone the way of the pension, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, it's the hysterical. pension has actually gone the way of the pension <laughs> instead of the dinosaur. But it's the same thing. Or um, the buffalo. When someone has a pension, uh, it makes life so much easier, and which is why we start with Social Security 
because Social Security not only is guaranteed income, it also has the um, cost of living increase, which helps for future income, right? So that's why I focus on Social Security so much. Not because I work for Social Security office. It's just because it makes my job easier when they have a bigger Social Security check. So anyway, yeah. um, I like to give options and say, here's here's a, a high uh, medium risk profile portfolio. Here's what it can do for you. Uh, here's the the least amount of risk you could take. You know, here's, you, you know, and that could entail a lot of cash, a lot of fixed instruments like CDs and fixed annuities, those types of things. You're not going to make a ton of money, but I'll tell you what, you're not going to lose that kind of thing. The biggest risk that those people face would be inflationary risk, you know. Yeah. Um, but then I'll show the portfolio says here, let's let's use some dividend paying stocks or whatever it might be. Um, you know, someone might say, I have this rental income generating X dollars, you know, and we'll incorporate that. And you give them all these different options. My goal at that point is to try and match the the options that are available to their risk tolerance, but also to their goals. And if those three don't align, the investment plan, their risk tolerance, and what they're trying to accomplish, I, I'm not going to try and fit a square peg into a round hole. And that's a difficult conversation and a difficult thing for people to hear, but I think it's important that they do hear it. So I'm not afraid to tell people that. But in general, I try and give as many options as possible. But you know what happens, Tony? Um, in in and it's different for every person, right? But I think people tend to lean toward the most conservative results, the most conservative options. And so they'll say, hey, you know, I need my three, 5,000 a month. Um, show me the, the most least risky way to get there. And I think people tend to go that way. So at that kind of aligns with my general philosophy. Which, which also means that when people don't want, they want more risk and I'm a kind of against it. Sometimes we butt heads a little bit and we don't become clients. They don't become clients of mine. So sure. there's a different investment philosophy there. And so we try and figure all that out in the beginning. But unfortunately, when you don't have enough, you don't have enough. And I'm not going to stop telling people when they don't. Um, and it's not, I'm not, not tongue in cheek that no one's ever going to have enough because that, that we we agree that that no one's ever going to have enough. There's never enough, right? But if someone sets a goal and and I can't solve it for them, I'll tell them. Wow. Well, that's what I like about you. You're straightforward. Uh, but I think usually you find ways to help people and work with them. But but yeah, some people if they're if they're stubborn and they won't listen to reason or and you see uh, you know bad things in the future if they continue on the path they want to go down. Uh, or, you know, there's a big uh, conflict as to uh, them wanting to take advice, then, yeah, I guess you're at an impasse then. But hopefully uh, people realize you're just trying to do what's in their best interests. And, uh, you know, you have so many strategies, though, Dan. I think that's the advantage. Now, we're almost out of time for this week's show. Is, is there anything else you want to cover before we go today? One little thought I had is that when people come to me and, and I say, here's the plan and, and here's the risk level and, and they say, oh, it doesn't align with, with my current risk level. What I often find is they've never been aligned. They, you know, people have been investing that are never aligned with their risk tolerance. You know, I look at what people come to me with and I say, oh, yeah. wow, how come, <laughs> have you ever thought about this? So, and then I'm the bearer of bad news when I say you're not aligned, you know, but in general, um, we are able to come up with a solution because I'll go in any direction that makes sense. You're right. Whatever is best for the client is the way I'm going to approach it. I like doing it that way. And sometimes the best thing for the client is to not retire, unfortunately. 
So right. that's part of the job, being the bearer of bad news. And I'm going to end by saying, Tony, yeah, you can't retire. Um, I know you didn't ask me, but I just want everyone to know that. <laughs> oh, I knew it. Yeah. I'm not I can't retire yet. either, Tony. I can't, I got three little kids that are, that are going to prevent me from retiring anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. I'm not there yet. That's for sure. Well, Dan, great show today. And this is a great topic to get people thinking about this and, and to know that there are solutions though. I mean, you know, some of them may not be your favorite solution. Hey, I'd rather not keep on working or I'd rather not try to budget for less in retirement, but uh, there are solutions and there are, um, if they get in there early enough, like if, if they're like me and not near retirement yet, you can set up options that will provide the income they're going to need in retirement. But you have to, you know, the sooner you start on that, the better. And they can ask you about those options, right? That's right. It's just the sooner, the better. And it just makes the transition easier into retirement. Not saying you can't, you can't do it, on a, on a, you know, on a whim, uh, let's just retire today can happen, but you're going to need extra. You're going to need extra assets saved. So if you're, if you're at that point where you're saying, I don't know if I'm going to have enough, well, this is a perfect time to start talking about it. Awesome. Sounds great. Well, listeners, that does it for today's episode of Dolphin Financial Radio with our amazing host, Dan Wendell, and myself, your co-host, Tony Shore. Thank you for listening to Dolphin Financial Radio. Don't try to retire without a solid income plan. For more information, please contact Dan Wendell at Dolphin Financial Group. Call 888-508-5935 or visit the website at dolphinfinancialgroup.com. Dan Wendell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for information informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.